You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. from the Innsmouth Book Club. Join me and my fellow guide, John Chadwick, as we take you on a fortnightly tour of Innsmouth. We visit places such as the Picture House, the Library and Innsmouth Museum to discuss all aspects of weird fiction, whether it be book, film, music, TV or art. As well as that, we stop over at the Gilman House to have a chat with a resident guest. That includes authors, artists, musicians, in fact, Lovecraftian creatives of all types. You can find our free shows on Patreon, and there you can also sign up as a patron, which brings you bonus content, plus a monthly PDF copy of Innsmouth News, which features articles, author spotlights, all the latest news and reviews, and more. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash Innsmouth BC. We hope to see you soon because remember, Innsmouth isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. between fine loose leaf and common broken leaf tea bags. So, yeah, no, check them out. Check them out. They have quite a bit of pretty awesome tea collections. I'm a huge fan of their white teas. Uh, They have a tea club that you can join, but, you know, they've got green tea, black tea, white tea, oolong, that uh, robios and herbal tea. They've also got teaware. So check out California Tea House in the show notes. You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Unfortunately, our uh, our interviewee got sick today, so uh, as we're pushing and getting things ready for the show, uh, we will hopefully have a lot more interviews coming up in the next couple of months, but uh, got a little bit of time here, and I thought maybe we'd talk about something I would like to talk about. I know, it's always me, never you. Well, if you want to have something that we talk about, Send us a letter, send us an email, and then maybe we can talk about what you want to talk about. But until then, it's all about me, baby. 
So I think this is something you're gonna like to, to listen to, and I'm hoping so. So I wanna talk about tropes in science fiction horror. So as with next season, we are gonna talk a lot more about movies and horror movies. We're gonna cover a lot of science fiction movies or more likely horror movies that are in a science fiction setting. Uh, the Thing, Alien, The Fly. And there has always been horror in science fiction. You know, think back to Metropolis and, you know, the flood scene and the the, the horrors of the machine and the, the demonic imagery used by uh, the bad guys in... Um, in a metropolis and there have always been horror tropes in science fiction and one of the classics is that magic is just a form of science we don't understand once you use that as a basis for your story you can easily get any types of horror into science fiction uh you know telepathy instead of fireballs or eldritch intelligences instead of demons. So I think a really good example is just the alien. And Lovecraft knew that. Lovecraft knew that the fact that by nature something alien, and I'm not talking about races here, I'm talking human races, I'm talking about things that are non-human, by their nature they are scary. Sharks are scary partly because they're not human. They have their own sets of rules. As a child, I was panicked by the mere thought that aliens would abduct me. Just because they were so different, I didn't understand them. I had this fear of them, and we see this in science fiction, and we see this in horror. Good classic example is Fire in the Sky. But wait a minute, David. Isn't Fire in the Sky about the Travis Walton abduction? Yes, but it is still science fiction. And I'm not saying that, you know, Travis Walton is a flat-out liar. He claims to have been abducted by a flying saucer. The movie is not a representation of what he said happened. And Tracy Tomei, who wrote the most of the script did a lot of uh, Deep Space Nine, has come out and said it. He's apologized for it. He said, I had to write this as fiction because I was told to. And so I'm going to leave out this sort of concept, you know, did Walton really experience something? I want to focus on what the producers and the directors forced, you know, Tracy Tomei to, to focus on and that was the horror aspects, where he finds a dead human body and thinks this is going to happen to him. Well, Walton never thought that, or never said anything like finding a dead body on the spaceship. Where the aliens, uh, you know, are scaring him. They are experimenting on him. Where Walton said that, you know... He thought that their engines hurt him and that they were healing him. Where their appearance scared him and they seemed to have taken the appearance more human-like. Well, 
that may be an interesting story. Maybe what he feels actually happened, but it's not scary enough. So Tomé really did push this, that these are different. These are scary. And it is, at parts, a very scary story. And they do this using this alien trope, that the ship is alien. It seems to have biotechnology. The aliens are not answering him. And the subplot, sort of like Jaws has subplots of the, the sheriff and the people in the town not believing him, are secondary. That's sort of a, a secondary trope is questioning your reality. And I think that, again, it is fiction. It's not a perfect movie, but it's it's not bad. It's not meant to be what Walton said he saw, but I think it's scary in the right places. More traditional alien abduction or more traditional horror in alien abduction, we see in August Derelict's Ethiqua stories. These are basically where this extraterrestrial entity lifts up these human beings and basically takes them out into outer space. It's not a nut and bolt spaceship story, but it is a story of an extraterrestrial intelligence abducting human beings. We can also see this in the Yithians, where Lovecraft has them literally hijacking uh, our body. And that's another where sort of science fiction is this idea of zombies as a bioplague. Uh, I talked a little bit earlier, a couple months ago, how uh, it wasn't really in to Romero that movie zombies were this aspect of science, this byproduct of science and radiation or chemicals, and that before it was magic and this is an example where now when we think of a zombie we think of a you know a movie zombie is created by a chemical not by voodoo magic and this is a classic example where a scientific aspect or a scientific trope has taken over a horror trope another classic horror movie that is based on the fact or the concept that or the trope that aliens are so different than us and a reported real incident is 1958 the blob and it's loosely based on a a true event or a reportedly true event where two philadelphia policemen claimed to have seen something fall out of the sky and then seen things dripping all over um and of course not the dramatic experiences in the movie, or they don't claim that you know the, that they had the same dramatic experiences that are in the movie, but it got the screenwriters to thinking. But remember, the blob we think of as, as a monster movie, and it definitely is, but that monster is from space. Again, I have always thought maybe it was slightly influenced, at least, by Lovecraft's uh, Color Out of Space. But this trope that creatures from another world are going to be so different, they are inherently scary, comes up in a lot of, of 
science fiction horror. Even, you know, considered, you know, the wellspring of science fiction horror, horror alien is that this creature is not only deadly and wants to reproduce by, you know, injecting us with its children, but also it's just not natural. Even this look at this strange chitinous armor around it, it looks different. It's scary because of the way it looks. So, you know, Alien is scary because it is different and Alien is a staple science fiction horror trope. Lovecraft is, of course, credited with fine-tuning, if not creating, cosmic horror. Now, this is the innate acknowledgement of how insignificant man is in the universe. And where more is that likely to happen rather than in space? And we see this in things like Star Trek, where we see this but in creatures like Q, but also the crystalline entity and these many horror things things that horrific things that come from outer space movies like life even if you think of the the origin scene in the uh movie version of venom you know it the symbiote hooks onto an astronaut i'm pretty sure that's the same way as marvel and comes down it's these greater creatures and we see this in one of the greatest science fiction horror movies of all time we see them in a lot but the Quatermass stories, where mankind basically goes out into space and comes across this eldritch horror. You know, Stephen King said that's basically what Alien is, is that we are visiting the eldritch horrors on their terms. They're no longer coming to us. Another classic trope that's used quite a bit in science fiction is body transformation. And we see this in The Fly, in where, you know, both the Cronenberg and the original version, where we see this body is changing. And it's a result of pushing technology. Remember, you know, the original Fly, and even the Cronenberg version, he's attempting to teleport, which is very science fiction. And the idea that we would become something monstrous because of our technology you know in species the aliens basically send us this signal to create a alien hybrid and basically the seeds of our own destruction they don't have to come here they can just send us information and our curiosity and our science will lead to our destruction by making this half human half bonds or alien creature another horror trope we see in science fiction is de-evolution and we see this in things such as the time machine where the you know the morlocks are the descendants of human beings we see this in the book but we also see it in in the movie versions also Pandorum, which surprised me, but Wikipedia, of all places, describes this movie as Lovecraftian horror. But it's definitely a horror movie set in a spaceship, uh, where one of the plots 
is that the human race or the human descendants on this spaceship have devolved and to become something primal and to be feared. Uh, so I think when uh, next season, when H, uh, I mean DB and I start discussing more and more movies, we're definitely going to come up with a lot more of horror and cosmic horror tropes uh, in science fiction. But I just think there's something that you know people should keep an eye out for. Hey, uh, this is David, and I think we're going to go back to me talking with uh, DB. Greetings, listeners. It is I, DB Spitzer, and Farmer Dave, here once again to talk to you about the Cthulhu Mythos, its books, its monsters, its unfortunate human casualties, its timeline in general, and even its tangential bits, like the dreamlands or things of a weird nature that are Lovecraftian leanings. Once more we head to those dark woods, further feeling those malevolent forces upon us. Once again we walk down the lightless stone staircase in the middle of nowhere. You're listening to KZOM.
Thank you once again for listening to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. You can help show your support by going to the show notes and following any of the links that'll tell you how to support the show and how to support our guests. And thank you to all of our guests who you can find in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe. And remember, patrons get priority access to asking us questions, suggesting topics, even, I don't know, uh, submitting stuff. Actually, you don't have to be a patron to submit anything. That's how Dave got on the show, and that's how you can get on the show, too. It's the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thank you for listening. Back to the show. spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Here are your hosts, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classic and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher or visit MonsterKidRadio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Bryce, and Joel Hodgson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival, Classic Monsters, Modern Talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio.